Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Good evening, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. We want to know if you know um, what food has been linked to you being a very, very, very passionate lover. I should say food, but breakfast. If you eat a particular breakfast, you are a far more passionate lover than most people. So if you want to have a guess, uh, last chance to do so, 0876797104 can drop us in uh, WhatsApp. We've had um, everything from coffee to sausage to black pudding to toast to everything else under the sun. But apparently this food, you generally wouldn't have it on your own. Uh, it goes with something else, and it's an unusual breakfast. Unusual breakfast to uh, to have, I suppose. It's not a cereal or a fry-up or anything like that. No, it's an unusual... Yeah, it's mm. unusual. So I don't think anyone has guessed it correctly as of yet, on my end anyway. So do you I, want me to put you out of your, out of your misery or have... Have you got people guessing correctly? Uh, shall Saoirse put us out of our misery? <laughs> I'm just trying I'd to say, keep the Christopher yes. Nolan theme going as much as possible this evening no, since I, I saw it. Tenant last night. Um, go and see it, by the way. Uh, it's been slated by a lot of reviewers, but it, it is definitely worth definitely worth going to see. It's a really, really good movie. Um, and, you know, it has loads of these in it. So if you're a fan of this type of stuff, you'll absolutely love it. No, I'm being serious. Go see it. It's a very, very good movie. And um, there's only a certain number of people allowed in the cinema at any one time, so you're not going to have anyone melting your head. This is the best time ever to actually go to see your movies in uh, a cinema. But there you go. Um, so uh, you might as well, sorry, you might as well put us out of our misery. Tell us the food that apparently is linked to you being a very, very sexy, passionate lover is? The food I'm talking about is peanut butter. Ah, uh, would you stop? Peanut butter. So this survey no. was done with 20,000 people. And those, obviously, there was a big survey done about their whole sex life and everything else, what they had to eat from breakfast to the middle of the night. Ah, and stop. 57% of people who ate peanut butter said that they had a very passionate sex life. So they're linking peanut butter to uh, great in the bed. So if you're yeah, not having a good time in the bedroom, by the way, why don't you just bring in the peanut butter jar and have a little bit of fun you know, remember they used to have the whipped cream idea mm, where people yeah. would try and use that in the bedroom. Don't. Go with the peanut butter. Also, but peanut butter is heavy and thick and sticky. Like one, if you're, trying to bring that, if you're trying to bring that into the bedroom, you're going to have an awful lot of problems. And then the other thing is if you're just, <laughs> just trying to be more passionate and then your other half comes home and just stares at you, you've just got a spoon in a jar full of <laughs> peanut butter eating it out of it and you just look like a mess covered, your face covered in it. They'll be like, I don't think that'll spark up a fit of passion where they're like, oh, I want you now. They'll be like, what, you should really let yourself go. Like, I used to be attracted to this and now you're No, just, you have to just put a scoop on each nipple. <laughs> and then that's all you need. Like you don't from need... experience, Saoirse. Is this no, I'm actually not, but I might try it. Uh, no, I'm not speaking from experience, but you don't need that much peanut butter. They're not telling you to eat a jar a day. Oh, portion oh, control. Okay. Well, that's portion the, control. Oh, 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 that's it. All right, okay. So add it in. So the most passionate people in the world are people who have peanut butter for breakfast. Yes, exactly. Now, they did do a full list of different types of breakfasts people have and what that means, oh, which okay. I found so very so, interesting. Ah, okay, cool. This will be interesting. So um, if you didn't get that right, apologies, hard luck, commiserations, but just let us let us know, what are you having for, for breakfast? And we might be able to give you your personality profile, basically just off what you eat. Now, um, what do you have for breakfast, Saoirse? 
Now, I have bran flakes oh, with yeah, hot milk. So, bran soggy flakes. bran flakes for breakfast is my go-to every single day. I cannot survive without it. Uh, mine, I usually never have a breakfast, but for the last while, my go-to breakfast, because, um, you know, I'm on a diet at the moment, has been Greek yogurt. Hang on a second. You're meant to have breakfast, even when you're on a diet. No, I know. I hate having diets. Or diets. I hate having breakfast and diets. But this is what I'm having at the moment, Greek yogurt. It's boring. It's very plain. And I imagine that makes me the most vanilla type of person in the world. Literally, I think they just tell you to go home. Don't yeah, even partake like, in this study. Yeah, you should never have sex ever again. You should just, yeah. just go You home. must be literally like a robot. Yeah, Wait, do you give put us your fruit balls. in there? Give, you give us your balls, we'll put them in a <laughs> no, jar. No, you've already um, given them away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is true. I haven't got <laughs> them anymore anyway. Um, Are you putting fruit in, no? I'm putting a scoop of protein in it. Chocolate protein. Oh, like what having dessert. Are you actually like? You're such a loser. I know. I know. Oh, God. I can't believe I know you. <sighs> I'm there yeah, eating away my in my giant bowl of soggy brown flakes and you're having a little bit of Greek yogurt with your protein powder. <laughs> I hate myself, don't worry, I hate myself. I cry myself oh, to sleep God. every night because of this. Um, well, actually, do you know what? If, if I'm being honest, this list, the yogurt is on the list. Oh, no, And what not, it says it? about you and it's hilarious, yeah. Oh, go on, go for it. So, if you have a yogurt for breakfast or a yogurt with berries for breakfast, you're emotional. percent of people found themselves very emotional I, human uh, yeah, beings yeah. there you go I was crying myself to sleep I just said that beforehand I'm so emotional yeah that's really sad I feel sorry for you um, yeah, so I do feel that's sorry that's me having my uh, that's me having my um, sad Greek yogurt for breakfast uh, if you're like me and you have boring miserable yogurt well maybe we can I don't know form a, some sort of group we can zoom call each other and just cry each other to sleep every night because we're that miserable yeah you need to change that up. I know. I you really might ch- you might change your mind when you listen to the rest of them. You might. Yeah. Do you want me to go through them? Uh, please do. Will you send in as well? Oh, by the way, sorry, sorry. We're just getting uh, some some text coming in. James, James, you got it right. By the way, he with the question with the peanut butter it has to be peanut butter. You listen, the, 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 there was a clog up with the WhatsApps there for a second, but James was the first person to text that in. Uh, send us in your breakfast, by the way, and we'll see if we can do it for you and let you know what type of person you are based on it. We have got um, jam on toast, a bowl of porridge, six Weetabix. Now, the person who sent in that they have six Weetabix, okay, I sometimes would um, have Weetabix in the morning as well, right? But does that type of cereal make it on the list? Now, it falls under the category of cereal. Right, so Stephen, you have six Weetabix. I'd usually have six or nine, but I would coat them, coat them in sugar. It would be the point where it would be just like a soggy block of sugar oh, there wouldn't be healthy at all because I know they're meant to be slightly healthier than most things but yeah, yeah it doesn't break down each cereal now it just says you know if you eat cereal mm. you're this type of person yeah so um, cereal obviously all forms of it do come on to the uh, radar and uh, so I'll just talk about cereals so that would be me as well um, 56% of people that said they have um, cereal for breakfast are apparently dependable. Oh, so yeah. so let me see. Stephen, you're a dependable person. Yes, you're a dependable person, which probably makes sense for me. Um, yeah, maybe Keith sent in like his porridge, which we're putting the cereal as well. Um granola and a few other people. Everyone who said that, okay, you're dependable people. Will you send us in Send us in what you, what you would use your go-to breakfast is and we'll let you know what type of person you are, okay? Based on a very flimsy, not peer-reviewed study that has been put together, but we will give you some answers in your life in, in 2020. 87 Stephen has said, yeah, story checks out. Really? That's what that's what he does with one, obviously, his Weetabix, but also he's a dependable person. Good to yeah. hear, Stephen, that there's dependable men left out there. Yeah, there is. We can depend on each other. It's okay. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's me. That's where I fall under. If you have, and this is something I just don't understand why anyone would have. Fionn has messages in earlier on. Smoked salmon and cream cheese on a bagel for breakfast. Then you're an extrovert with the highest number of people identifying as this. Oh. So you're outgoing. You're obviously, you know, a little bit adventurous maybe. 
Who has time to be making smoked salmon, that, yeah. cream cheese on a bagel at seven in the morning? Uh, that's yeah, I'd agree with that. That's a little bit. Um, it's a lot of effort. That sounds very fancy. Now it sounds very. You, you think you're living in New York or something, having a, a, a cream cheese bagel with smoked salmon on it. You know, that's yeah. That's a bit too. That's a bit too uppity now. It is a little bit uppity, isn't it? Mm, it is. Yeah. I found I found this one quite interesting. Um, marmalade or jam on toast means you're probably well read. What? Yeah, you're well read. Uh, Jacinta has messaged us in saying she has jam on toast. So Jacinta, you were therefore very, very, very well read, apparently. Yes, you are. That's exactly what you are. Now, if you're having a croissant or a pan au chocolat, then um, you're bohemian. You're bohemian? Yeah, you're bohemian. What What does that mean? I think more kind of like, you know, flowy. Flow is a good word for you. you wear maybe flowy, baggy things. You wear dark tones, yeah. patterns. You're between a hipster and something else, but you're not a hipster. You buy exactly. your clothes from, from you buy your clothes from charity shops and probably grow your own vegetables in your back garden. I would say so. Yeah, that would be. Well, you, might, you might bohemian. smoke as well, but only rollies. Yeah, because let's be honest. Like a croissant isn't healthy. Do you know what I mean? It's just mm, butter mm. and chocolate and whatever. So yeah, and you're healthy. bohemian. You're not really caring about. You're just you living know, your life, your man. You're just living yeah, you're in, just in living the moment. Life. But those people who like smashed avocado on sordo toast are well-travelled people. On what toast? Sordo. It can't just be regular toast. It has to be the sordo bread. <laughs> you know that fancy one that you buy in the, in the bakery? Yeah, the fancy... I call, how, I call it sordo. S S O U or D O U G H Sourdo. It's not sourdough. It is it's sourdough. Sa- it's not sourdough. It's sourdough. It is sourdough. No, it's not. Cormac, stop. The cell the sourdough. Yeah, mm, sourdough no, bread. Like a, a sm- it sounds like a small village in France. Uh, we it's went not to sour. It was so beautiful this time of year. We went to the vineyards and just had some cheese. It's sourdough. It's not sourdough. It is sourdough. It's sourdough. Seriously, please tell me you're joking. I'm not joking. Sourdough. It's sourdough. sourdough. <laughs> Here, someone else back me up on that now. Come on. I'm saying it correctly. Sourdough bread. It's it's sourdough. I can't even afford it, okay? Whatever it is. Right. Those people are well-traveled, okay? Moving on. If you like French toast, I don't even know what French toast is. I've never had it. You're a party animal. I would have said if you like French toast, you've got massive notions. Like, are you a bit of a are you a bit of a pleb if you like French toast? Well, I think of all those Instagram pictures of people going for some French toast. I'm assuming that's what they're having. It looks fancy and looks like on there's like du bread. Maybe they're having <laughs> on du bread. Maybe they are. No, isn't that like a pancakey looking thing? Yeah, and it's and it's usually covered in um, maple syrup. Is, yeah, French toast. It's the bread is soaked in. Maple like syrup. Eggs and milk. No, but the bread is, you make, I think you you beat up a few eggs, put some milk in, and then you have, you just soak the bread in that, and then you fry that, and then you can drench it. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a pancake-ish. Well, isn't it yeah. usually like the Instagram models that have been out partying the night before, and then they go for their brunch and have that? Yeah, generally is. Um, so technically that would be kind of party animal, wouldn't it? Mm. Amy... Amy, Amy has for breakfast scrambled egg and avocado. Very fancy, Amy. My God, oh, does it say anything? Did we mention uh, avocado or eggs at, 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 at all on this list? Yeah, well, avocado does fall in there with the sourdough bread uh, as well travelled. <laughs> well travelled. Amy, okay. you are well travelled and you are concerned about your health and fitness and you go to the gym at least two to three times a week and you own a juicer. Yes. That's what I'm going to say about Amy. Oh, yeah, you do own a juicer and you don't have bread because bread is bad. Oh, yeah, bread's the devil. In, in your house, yeah. you, bread is the devil. And uh, if anyone comes in into your house with it, you'll, you'll shun them. You'll burn them. You'll burn them on a stake outside and say, never come to this house ever again. You witch. <laughs> you could go that far as well. Also, if you have a banana for breakfast, you're probably stressed. Banana no. for breakfast equals stress, which kind of oh. makes sense because you're 
taking it on the go and you're probably oh, yeah, yeah, half yeah. dressed panicking. and yeah. panicking to get out the door. So yeah, you're stressed. If you skip breakfast altogether, you're more well, likely to be me. introverted. Actually, yeah, that is you. You hate people. I don't hate, you know, I hate people. You do, yeah. You're more of an introvert. Mm. Would you I like agree your with sound. That? If you're sound, I like it. Yeah, but you don't really think anyone's sound. <laughs> like very few people you think are actually sound. Um, but this is the best thing that you could have in the morning, according to this study. So this, there's one single greatest thing yeah. that you should be having for breakfast, and it's better than the peanut butter that makes you look No, you shouldn't crispy. be having it for breakfast. If you have this for breakfast, you are very career-minded and are probably earning 100,000 a year. Okay, what's this now? Is it like gold flakes in your smoothie? Shaved gold flakes in your smoothie? No. You might be shocked when you hear this. I'm going to tell you. What is it? Put you out of your misery. Just a cup of tea. If you have just a cup of tea, okay, this study has said you are probably more career-minded and you are a high earner, and by high earner, they have in brackets 100K plus a year. So who's walking around having a cup of tea? Be mindful of them. That could be your next partner. I'm not buying that, Saoirse. I'm going to have to call BS on that. How many people do you know have cups of teas in the morning? One, because they can't afford the avocado and toast, and two, because and they're broke as well. Avocados are expensive. Don't shame tea drinkers. I'm not shaming them, but they're not minted. You don't know if they're having a organic green tea, <laughs> woolong, whatever it is, that costs uh, five on, euro a tea yeah. bag. You have no yeah. idea. So uh, it doesn't specify. But so there you go. This the is this is a fact. Yeah. So basically, um, going against all health care professionals and doctors and dietitians and all the rest. Just have a cup of tea in the morning and you will probably earn 100000 a year. That, that's it, right? You don't need to go back to college. You don't no. need to retrain. You, you, don't need to, you don't need to fix that attitude problem that you have in the workplace that other people have commented on several times, okay? You just need to have a, a cup of tea. That's it. You just yeah, need to just have a cup, cup of tea. tea. Yeah. And good things will happen. You don't need to actually know how to use Excel or you, know, you don't need to actually learn you don't need to work. about how to use you, just, you, don't, you don't need to work you just need a cup of tea in the no, morning and you're absolutely tea. sorted and uh, listen we've yeah. got to get on to the most serious discussion of the evening which is how do you pronounce the word that is spelled S-O-U-R D-O-U-G-H it's a type of bread how do you pronounce it 087-679-7104 it's sordo sordo I am not even joking on no, my no. life I have called it sordo bread my whole life you know, sometimes I do the show and I'm wondering, Saoirse, whose job it is to communicate with people on a daily basis, comes out with some <laughs> gems. And I'm like, how in the name of God? Anyway. Did I not get to nearly 32 years? I did. No well, one corrected me. <laughs> Will you send now. me in a voice note? How do you pronounce... How do you say it even? Sordo. 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 She pronounced it Sordo. She pronounced it like it's a small little uh, chateau town vineyard in the south of France, which she summers in every year with Musher and Fosher. It's very nice. You go bareback horse riding in the sea, and then we go to the vineyard and have some. Who do I go with? If there was a a guy, if there was a guy, what would his name be? Ronan. Ronan and and Saoirse. Ronan Nikonida and Saoirse. Would be going to Sordo and just having the times of their life. If wine. anyone's listening now, I had a neighbour called Ronan, and that's the way I always called him, Ronan, until you came along and told me it's Ronan. Yeah, and, he, and that he just sounds like wrong. Grinding his teeth, so uh, Ronan <laughs> with some Sordo in the south of France, beautiful place. Can you send me in a voice note? How would you pronounce that word? Is it Sordo? <laughs> is it sourdough? Like a normal human being with normal ways to say it. Sourdough. How much longer Voice does it note. take for you to say sourdough? Sorry, can I get that on sourdough bread? No, can I? Sorry, can I get that on sourdough bread, please? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> These waitresses are just looking at you, going, "Are you okay? Does anyone know where this girl's minder is?" There's a small child <laughs> lost in the restaurant asking for sourdough. 
and we don't have it. Um, will you let me know how you pronounce it? And if you can, if it is safe to do so and you're not driving, please send us in a voice note of how you're doing it. We'll settle this, we'll settle this debate this evening, OK? Sourdough, sourdough. Oh, eight seven six. You don't have to say it like that. I didn't say it like that. You did. You said sourdough. You tried to let it roll off the tongue. Sword, sword. Don't even try and backtrack and get a little bit more sour into that sore. You were S O R E. Sourdough. Sourdough. Sourdough bread. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Bonus points for a WhatsApp voice note if you can help put an end to this. Which way do you pronounce it? Listen. Send them in to us if you can. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 and we're in the middle of, I suppose, a very serious debate here on FM 104. As you know, the uh, the world is falling apart and burning down around us, but we, we must not be afraid. We must not be afraid to tackle the serious issues uh, of our time. Joining me on the show this evening, Saoirse Long, who pronounces a certain type of bread, sordo. And uh, a lot of people have, uh, have disagreed with that, Saoirse, and are not happy with that pronunciation of the word. Uh, and I would like to call you out on that and hold you to account as a professional <laughs> broadcaster on uh, Dublin's number one radio I station. never said I was professional. <laughs> I never said. No in one fairness, ever said yeah. she's professional, ever. Yeah, I, I fairness, just never left. She is uh, five months into a six-month internship. I mean, it's been all going fine <laughs> so far. This could be the... The straw that breaks the camel's back. But you pronounce the the bread. How? Also, hang on a second. I'm allowed to learn, okay? Just because I talk on radio does not mean I know everything, okay? I know very little. So I have to learn. That's my whole point of this show. I'm learning from everyone else, including you and including including the listeners. And people can also tell me that I'm right. They're allowed to do that. Don't oh, feel you need to agree with Cormac. Don't feel it. It's, it's not me. It is, it is not me that we're agreeing with. It's, it's the truth that we need to agree Sordo with. Sordo bread. Oh, mother of Christ. Can I have some? So if I was in a cafe now, I'm just getting it into my head. Sorry, I have to close my eyes here. Hi, sorry. Can I just get uh, the eggs? Uh, I might get those avocados, seen as though I'm having sordo bread. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> it's wrong. It's not wrong. Has anyone actually disagreed with me? Let's have a little listen. A couple of voice notes in here. It's sourdough. Thank you. I've Thank never you. heard anyone in a coffee shop shouting sourdough ever. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's have a listen to this. Sourdough. Oh, oh. This another me. one for sourdough. Grace, thank you very much. Uh, another message in here. It's sour. It's pronounced sourdough bread. Same no. as sour sweets. Sour grapes. No. Can I have some sour grapes? Can I have some sour grapes? Sam, I don't say thank sour you grapes. You're, you were a call as well. It is 100% sour dough. Like Why sour. is it called sour dough? Because it's spelt sour. Why is it called it? Give me your reasons. Why is anything called anything? No, but sour grapes and sour sweets and sour things are sour. And sour dough. Sour dough. Sour dough bread is not sour. It is, yeah. It is. It's not. The type of yeast that they use is slightly soured in the uh, fermentation process. You, you've just made that up. You've literally pulled that out of your ass. <laughs> it, it sounds legit, though, doesn't it? Sandra, thank you as well. I'm with Cormac on this one. It's sour, not sordo. And that's why I always thought it was sordo, because I couldn't imagine it being sourdough because it doesn't taste like sourdough. So you thought it was painful to eat, so you called it sordo. Yeah, I would have thought that was some kind of thing that they stick on the menu as a a joke that who can eat the sourdough if that's what it was. So I thought oh, it was sourdough. Oh, <laughs> I think we've settled this uh, this late debate this evening on FM 104. I, 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 it's not even a debate. That's the correct pronunciation of sourdough bread. Is sourdough? Are there any bakers out there? Not who sourdough bake bread. Yeah, and they probably you've probably offended them so much that, you, that you've turned them off the station for the rest of I their like lives. I like my god, sourdough bread, sourdough bread. I can't believe I have to say sourdough if I go and order it now. Yeah, like a normal person. I will be. I'll be really awkward. I'll be like, "Hi, can I get the sourdough bread?" Because I don't feel comfortable saying that after thirty-two years. Sourdough. That's Google. Okay, but she kind of says sour sourdough. She doesn't say sour. Yeah, look, sourdough, not sourdough. Sour, it's spelt sour, S-O-U-R. Look, I'll slow the Google lady down for you. Hang on. Sourdough. 
There we go. Sourdough. That's just her her robo British accent getting in the way there. Yeah, so there I we say go. Has it? sourdough. See when we say it together. Ready? One, two, three. Sourdough. sourdough. You're saying See? sourdough. It sounds okay. I'm going to say sourdough at the same time as her. One, two, three. Sourdough. You didn't play it. I'm not. I'm not insulting. I'm not insulting the, 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 the robo lady. There's it's tons wrong. of people coming in being offended and insulted by what you're saying now. No, do you know what? You're all just backing Cormac up. Sourdough I feel, is made you know what? with a different yeast. I feel yeah. bullied. Thank you. I feel bullied. Ray knows what's going on. It's made with a completely different yeast. He's, he's, no. he's wise, all-powerful. No one has ever corrected me, ever. Anytime I've ordered that, no one has ever said, no, sorry, that's not how it is, or I don't know what bread you're talking about. You know, at least oh. when you're in places like Spain, and I remember trying to go oh. to what oh I thought was Salou, and I went, uh, sorry, I'm just looking for the train to Salou, and they didn't have a bloody breeze while I was talking about. Why? Because it's pronounced Salo. And we all no, say Salou here in Ireland. Yes, it is. And they no. don't know where Salou is because it doesn't exist. So why don't people in coffee shops, you know, pull me up on it and say, sorry, it's not called sourdough. It's called sourdough. It's called sourdough. Look at this. Can I read this out from you? Yeah. <clears throat> sourdough bread. Sourdough bread is made by the fermentation of dough using naturally occurring lactobacilli and yeast. It uses biological leavening rather than using cultivated baker's yeast. Ooh, interesting. No idea what that means. And here's, here's where the <laughs> kicker is, Tisha, right? Here is where the kicker is this evening. <laughs> okay. The lactic acid... Produced by the lacto the lactobacilli gives it a more sour taste and improved no. keeping quality. Thank you very much, folks. It's been emotional. Okay, nobody is ever gonna well, taste that and go, Oh no, that bread is so sour. Everyone likes sourdough bread because it tastes sourdough. Sour sourdough, you just it, it it produces a more sour Do you know taste. What? I hate that bread now. I'm never eating Good. it ever again. The bread hates you. You've been calling the bread its I'm wrong gonna, name for years. I'm going to stick to Tesco Soto. Soto. <laughs> to what? To what? Soto. I'm going to fall off the chair. <laughs> soto water. Can I have some soto water? No. For, listen to what I'm trying to say. Shot? Usually Sushi I like along? Tesco's soda Tesco's. bread, but mean, I just came out and said soto. It's Tesco's. It's Tesco's because it's Lads, not pronounced look, like it's that. Been but it's been a long weekend. I'm still there. Okay. I have Tesco's soda bread. I I just said soda by accident there. Soda soda bread? <laughs> soda bread. I'll have some soda bread and some sore bread and some uh, pasta. It's only 43 cent. Can it's I have so some good. pasta, please? <laughs> Stop. And a burger. Pasta and a burger. I don't know where the accent came from. Stop slagging my accent. My mom gives One it all the time. One and burger and a potato. A potato. <laughs> Oh dear. I don't know who taught me how to speak. I don't know. I don't think anyone did. They if you were that. a speech and drama teacher, can you get in touch? We have a client <laughs> for you who, who needs a lot of work, who's, who's behind, years behind where she should be. Oh, eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. But listen, there we go. We learned something this evening anyway. Okay, I'm you never ordering that bread again. Anyway. I'm not no, no, eating that do. bread. No. Yeah. It's banned. She'll be so banned. She sounds like she's saying Bordeaux with the lisp. I know. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. <laughs> yeah. I'm crying. So uh, do. <laughs> Did I get the train to so do? I'm sorry, Maybe I was hanging around with, with too many French people and I just heard them saying sourdough uh, and nope. that's where it came from. No, Mary said it's 100% <laughs> sourdough and you were right. It okay, was because lads, of the acid fine. in the yeast. Fine, okay. I am banning the bread from my life now. <laughs> okay, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Can will we you move send on? Me, will, you, will you send me your address tomorrow so I can send you like 500 euro worth of sourdough <laughs> bread? Because it'll last for ages, apparently. No, I'm not having it. No, it's ruined me now. I'm not eating ruined. it. Ruined. Ruined. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Seriously. Okay? I'm here all night. You can keep going. <laughs> Thank you for your messages if you sent them in, clarifying that the the issue of the day has been put to bed and we will move They're on all from that. all horrible people that are just sheep following the crowd, okay? I I yeah. know I know what's right deep down. <laughs> Okay. I was not lied to all my life. Okay. Deep breaths. Listen, listen, on the way, we'll be talking to a psychologist about how you can work with disagreeable people like Saoirse who just won't accept any feedback or positive reinforcement or, or you know, won't learn anything <laughs> for you, right? She'll be talking about that and we'll have music on the way next. Topic featuring A7S, Breaking Me, it's Room 104, or Room 104 if you're Saoirse. Room 104. <laughs> I don't Shut even know up. what it is. On the way next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Sir here on Room 104 with Play Blue. See what takes your fancy at playblue.ie. You know you want to. The Shredder is still in studio, by the way. Um, if anything or anyone has, has done, your, done your head in that you'd like to vent about, now is your option of a Monday evening. You let us know what it is. We will shred it into the ether. It's kind of like a voodoo doll. Um, an office stationary version, equip, uh, you know, equipment version of a, a, a voodoo doll. So let us know what's been doing your head in. We'll shred it for you here on the show as well. 0876797104. Got a message in from Tina who said, Hi guys, just tuned in. Can I, can I shred the group of girls in Scaries that were trying to spread COVID to as many people as possible by having a COVID party? Oh, I did oh. hear about this. Oh yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Tina, Tina we can shred them. Because... Here's the thing. The Americans had a, had a COVID party. Um, a group of young American idiots over there um, were taking bets and were having parties where everyone would just go around and whoever got a first one. But apparently, um, apparently uh, a lot of people, they were licking the faces off each other and trying to spread it to as much people as possible. So, so not good. Um, they should be arrested. They literally be, should be arrested. They need, like, it shouldn't just be a, you know, a pat on the back going, yeah, don't do that. Like, they should, you know, they should be either fined or actually arrested for that. There's there's too many nice food places out in Scaries for it to be locked down. So just cop on. you got you to think about that now. But we've of course seen it. We will gladly shred those people for you. No problem at all. Um, somebody else wants to shred... Um, let me see. Oh, yeah. Can they shred the people out in setting up all the fires um, in Donamese at the moment? Hang on, it just said, just an update, there has been a massive bonfire in Donamy Park and uh, burnt a quarter of the park and three fire trucks are here. Lots of police, hundreds of fireworks. I really think we are in Beirut. Um, Thanks for that. Thanks for that update. Um, We will, of course, um, course do that. That doesn't sound like it's a hell of a lot of fun. There we go. Into the shredder. Destroy. Good. Can you imagine you were at that that, that COVID party and you got it and, and you died? Like, what a miserable, pathetic way to die. It is pathetic, and you know, it's just so unbelievably selfish. There's no other words for it. You know, it's, it's, I've, I don't even know what to say, to be honest. You know, this isn't like even the beginning of COVID where people don't really know the extreme, like, horrific outcome that it's had on people's lives and families' lives, and people have passed away, and it's obviously been around for months now, and we all know how important it is. And then, you know, they know. They know the facts, they know the figures, and to go and do that is just scum. I'd say the families are mortified now. 
It's a bit idiotic. Like, do it. Don't don't put that online. Don't record that. No, you don't do it. Ask him. Ask Have him. some respect and stay inside. Because one of their friends, apparently, if you didn't say this, apparently one of the girls, one of the group of girls who was involved in this tested positive for the coronavirus, and now they're trying to see if they can spread around for the crack. So I think that's it's just... I think that's slightly against the old uh, guidelines of how we can stop the spread and get things back open. Mind-boggling. How old were they? Out of curiosity. Teenagers, I think. God. In their teens. Ah, look. At, and here's the other thing. They're going to use this now to smash all the young people. They'll be like, oh, this is the only... Don't mind the meat factories. Look what they're doing on Scarries, licking each other's faces. So we're going to have to lock down everyone between the ages of 18 to 30 for the next 12 years. I love it. Any opportunity they can get now to, to, to slate. Don't be giving them any ammunition, right? But yeah, Tina, listen, that is shredded for you. And that will not happen again. That will never affect you again. So happy days. Uh, on the way next here on Room 104, we're going to be talking to Professor Susan K. Whitbourne about uh, strategies, things that you can do, some tips, some insights. If you happen to be in a relationship with a perpetually negative moan hole, what can you do? Should you just leave? Can you change them at all? Apparently not. Um, well, no, apparently you shouldn't just leave. Apparently there is certain things that you can do that might be able to help live with a constant negative mood hoover, as they're called. Uh, you can help them and you can help yourself. That'll be on the way next here on Room FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Good evening. Um, and now we're going to be talking about something that you might have come across before, but it's a weird one. Should you try and make your other half maybe be a bit nicer? Maybe be a bit more, I don't even want to say relax, because that's obviously the worst thing you can say to someone, isn't it? It's like, hey, seriously, just just chill out. Just relax. Chill out. Okay, mm, just be, yeah. be a bit nicer, okay? Thanks very much. It is funny, though, because I think you get into a relationship and at the start, it's always really good. I think people put on a bit of a mask anyway, but then it comes down to your personality type, doesn't it? And you realise that maybe your partner might be more introvert and you're more extrovert and you just, they're not good with people and they might not be as friendly as you are and you kind of wish they were a little bit nicer at times. Yeah, what if what if you're going out or married to a moan hole is the question we were asking you this <laughs> evening, okay? Because maybe that'll grate on you over time. Maybe they come a little bit more what's, argumentative or intolerable. And should you ever try and change that or work on that, you know? Or should you just get up and should you leave? Anyway, new research has come out to suggest that there might be some benefits for you to try and maybe nudge your partner into being a little bit nicer and to talk a little bit more about what we mean by nicer, what we mean by, you know, nudging them and maybe when you should just run for the hills. <laughs> Joining us now is uh, author and psychologist. She's a professor of uh, psychological brain sciences at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. We're delighted to welcome on uh, Susan K. Whitbourne. My apologies, Susan, how are things? Uh, very well, thank you. How about you? Yeah, we're yeah. doing pretty well, yeah. Um, I guess this has interested me hugely because all my relationships have ended terribly and Maybe they just needed to be a bit nicer. Maybe it was your fault, Sisha. Maybe you're really mean and just really not workable or nice. You know I'm perfect. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, well, you've hit on uh, kind of the core issue of introversion, extroversion is one thing, but it's the agreeableness that really determines how nice somebody is. And it's quite likely that you met somebody who wasn't all that agreeable to start with, but for whatever reason you were attracted to that person. Um, and then uh, the lack of agreeableness, disagreeableness, um, some of the abrasiveness starts to uh, become a bigger part of the picture and you f you're faced with trying to decide, should I stay or should I go? Um, to put it uh, bluntly. Um, so the question is, is there anything you can do to uh, tame your particular, if you think of taming of the shrew, Kate, um, who became tamed in a not very nice way by Patricio, uh, but still it kind of set up the metaphor for me of what is the evidence about being able to tame um, somebody who is so difficult and disagreeable? And I, I found a study that indeed uh, took a look at this in, in a really interesting way, and not just kind of a one-shot study where you ask people, 
about their agreeableness and see how they match up. No, um, in this study, they followed a huge number of people over time to see what is the trajectory uh, in a relationship uh, when you pair a not nice person with a nice person. Before maybe you jump into some of those findings, because it is really interesting, can you just maybe just clarify and explain a little bit, when we talk about agreeableness and and disagreeableness, uh, they're part of the, is it the big five personality trait kind of model that we use to, to assess people. But what, what maybe exactly would a, a, an agreeable person be from, from the psychological point of view versus a, a disagreeable or non-agreeable person? Well, it really is basically nice um, being low-key, you know, go with the flow and, and really think the, about the best of people rather than the worst. So that's a highly agreeable person. And the five-factor model is kind of the most accepted personality framework when you're trying to categorize what somebody is like. There's other theories that don't look at just categorizing, but this is a good one for just mm. doing a really rough picture of somebody's total personality. I think it's funny, though, that when I think of past relationships I had, I might have got on really well with them one-on-one but when it's in a big group of people they just won't budge and they won't make that effort that that is another aspect of it and and so it's a that's a really great point because you don't just take one trait and pull it out and look at it and only it Um, if you have low agreeableness and low extroversion yes you're going to get that person who is kind of grumpy and can't be nudged out of grumpiness by having a good time with friends so you said this obviously study looked at a large group of people and what happens when someone who might be more agreeable might be more as you said nicer finds themselves somehow with a very you know non-agreeable disagreeable kind of confrontational person maybe is it good news or bad news for that couple well there's good news and bad news um as a true psychologist <laughs> i've got to talk about both um but the good news is that people low on agreeableness tend to have more more relationship events so they get into relationships but then the not so good news is they get out of relationships but then they get into other relationships so they actually had a higher number of relationship events but they're not the kind that you would necessarily want to have so that's sort of part a but the other part is what do you do when this person that you fell in love with, um, some of that disagreeableness starts to show through? Do you run as quickly as you can? Or do you take the sort of Petruccio approach and say, well, what can I do to maybe change this person? And and one thing we know about personality in general is that your personality leads you to gravitate towards certain situations. Once in that situation, you're further affected by the situation. So once you're in this relationship with this di- disagreeable person, you could be that influence on helping to sort of uh, soften their rough edges a little bit. Because I was thinking, like, when you're getting into a relationship to begin with, are there signs that you should look out for that someone might not be compatible with you personality wise you know because I think people do put on a show at the start yeah so disagreeable people are always um it's not just that they're complaining it's that they're angrily complaining and they just you, you just know they're grumpy I mean, that's really what it is. And they're not just grumpy in the morning before their cup of coffee or tea. They're just perennially grumpy. So that's a bad sign. Um, But then there could be other factors that are more alluring or more um, attractive to you. And so you balance that out. And then you say, well, this, this... can I live with this or not is really the question you have to ask yourself. Because I know there's some benefits to being disagreeable. I think you're more likely to be either a manager or a CEO or a better negotiator if you're more disagreeable, which might, you know, earn you more money down the line because you're like, no, 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 not accepting that now. Hang on. And, you know, I imagine disagree- disagreeable people will constantly be looking for a better deal, a better price and won't agree on things like that. And there might be so much effort that people are just in the shops going, OK, go on, just get out of my face. But... Um, <laughs> for for other, I know there's always there's always a debate about wanting to change your other partners. Is there anything to be said for learning how to live with a disagreeable person? So like working on 
uh, on your own aspects of why the disagreeableness is an issue for you as well? Uh, normally, I would say yes to that if it, we weren't talking about agreeableness. Right. <laughs> because... If you are an agreeable person, you don't actually want to become less agreeable, maybe unless you want to be that kind of manager <laughs> that you just talked about. Um, but no, usually agreeable people have a wider range of other personalities that they can get along with. I mean, that's kind of the core of agreeableness is you're not as bothered by people who would infuriate everyone else. So I don't think you would want to change yourself. I think you would want to try to find ways to get your personality to rub off on your partner and in their more agreeable moments, because they're bound to have some, um, to try to find um, more of a common ground. So that's what I want to know then. How do you go about trying to, I don't say change somebody, but make them a little bit yeah, how could we change Nicer. Saoirse from being so disagreeable and ruining all of her past relationships? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think, again, that's the case. But um, if your partner is disagreeable, you could really use um, kind of one of the best methods of therapy, I think, that there is that can easily be done even by non-psychologists, which is cognitive behavioral, where you take a situation and you try to reframe it. So they come home, they're angry, or they're at home because everybody's at home all the time, uh, but they're, they're complaining about the last call they had or an email. And you then can maybe pull out of there what it is that is so bothersome to your partner and maybe what wasn't really supposed to be bothersome, but they're just taking it the wrong way. So helping them to construct a more pleasant reality by having your reality shape theirs can can be beneficial to both of you, but particularly can help your partner um, find less stressful ways to go through life. Yeah, because it is probably, for the most part, learned behavior. Like maybe if you have a negative parent, you might take that on when you're older that's right that's right you you kind of this is all rubbed off on you throughout your life or maybe some events really made this person um so cynical and distrustful um and we do know that an early sense of trust in life is a, really a foundation to a healthy personality so that cynicism which is we haven't really talked about but one of the core features of disagreeableness try to get that turn that frowny face to a smiley face you know, you've been talking and there's like two or three people that I know that would be pure, just hardcore, disagreeable people to the point where I was away on a, on a on a lad's holiday years ago and we went away and just we started noticing, you know, obviously the first time you're living with people for like two weeks without any breaks, we suddenly obviously start to realise and start grating on each other. But this guy was so negative that I don't even think what he was saying was his own opinion. It was just he had to be opposite to what everyone was saying. So we just started trying things. We were like, let's all just see for the crack if he disagrees with random stuff we start saying. And we're like, oh, I, just, I hate that movie with Denzel Washington. In it. And he'd be like, no, 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 I love it. And then we'd be like, oh, really like this? And he'd be like, nah, I don't like that. And it just seemed to be his default position was the opposite and disagree with everyone. I don't even think it was what he thought. He just had to disagree with everyone. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's kind of uh, gets to the point of childishness, I, I guess, just uh, to be a curmudgeon just for the sake of that. But, I mean, I pointed out in the blog, which you know, I wrote about in Psych Today, would you get your parser, partner to be nicer if you could? Well, yeah, I mean, this perennially grumpy and contrarian type of individual, um, there there could be ways to soften the edges, as I pointed out. And, you know, maybe some of the background of what's behind it. And then what is the course going to be of a future relationship? It's one thing when you're off on a vacation with your friends for a couple of weeks, but when you're talking about being in it together for the long haul, everybody benefits, you, your partner, family I mean think life just becomes easier and maybe you can shine some light onto their darkness and help them see that really you know life can be happier when you're not so grumpy <laughs> or maybe you could just go with a non-grumpy person yeah you could do that but what if you're the one who's grumpy so you know yeah, so and they have to stop tolerate being so you negative stop being so negative <laughs> you can change things around okay and you can have a positive happy 
fulfilled life. <laughs> but, um, uh, but listen, Susan, that's really interesting, and we appreciate you giving up your time this evening here in FM 104 to talk about disagreeableness and nice people and nice other halves. Um, is there anywhere you would uh, recommend people can find you online and check out more of your work? Yeah, absolutely. So I do write a uh, twice-weekly column in Psychology Today, and my column is called Fulfillment at Any Age. Sometimes I write about aging. Uh, a lot of times I write about fulfillment. Um, so you can check out a lot of the uh, topics that I've written about in psychology. They tend to be personality, um, health, mental health. And uh, to see tomorrow I'll be writing one about memory and how to uh, improve your memory. So you never know what you'll find in that blog, but I try to keep it interesting. Thanks a million for that, Professor Susan K. Whitbourne. Thanks a million for chatting to us here on Room 104. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Uh, still to come on the show, we're going to be chatting about some uh, some of the maddest stuff that ever happened to you as a kid. I'll tell you why in a moment. First, Ed Sheeran, this is Shaping You as Cormacan Sushi here on Room 104. The club isn't the best place to find a lover, so the bar is where I go. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends at the table doing shots, tripping fast, and then we talk slow. Mm-hmm. And come over and start up a conversation with just me, and trust me, I'll give it a chance. Now I'll take my hand, stop it, and the man on the jukebox, and then we start to dance. And now I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Your love was handmade for somebody like me. Come on now, follow my lead. I may be crazy, don't mind me. Say, boy, let's not talk too much. Grab on my waist and put that b- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.